Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm Jack Baca, pastor of the Village Church in Rancho Santa Fe, California. And wherever you may be, I welcome you to worship today because you are part of the Village Church community all around the world. You may have noticed that I'm not in Rancho Santa Fe as I record this message today. I'm in Socorro, New Mexico, my hometown. Behind me is a mountain officially named Socorro Peak, but all the locals simply call it M Mountain. I'll be telling you a lot more about that mountain later on in worship today. As we continue to gather, though, let me remind you that on Sunday, April 25th, just a week from today, we will be having a new member seminar so that you can learn more about the life of the Village Church. If you're interested in joining, simply send an email to Neil Pressa, and he'll be happy to include you in that Zoom gathering. There's a great deal more information about church life on our church website and also in the weekly email messages that we send. So be sure to consult both of those to learn more about how you can be part of the life of the Village Church and learn more about following Jesus for life. Good morning, Village Church. Thank you. On behalf of New Day Urban Ministries, the staff and monitors will thank you for all your continued support in the last uh, 52 years. I wanted to give some feedback on the ministry. Uh, I just wanted to let you know that uh, last year, it's been a year of uh, learning and then waiting, of course, on God's um, uh, guidance. And as we move along through 2020, we landed on 2021 uh, fully prepared, not only with uh, PPE supplies we acquired from uh, one of your grants uh, last year, but also uh, with the volunteers and staff uh, from New Day, fully vaccinated. So right now, we've been helping around uh, 600 uh, clients every month for the last three months. It's been an increase of almost 20% compared to the last quarter of 2020. Uh, we are in needs right now of uh, pants, mainly clothing for men. Uh, pants uh, sizes 30 through 38, those can be used uh, and, and washed. Uh, as well as uh, underwear. Underwear is for uh, men, women, and children, uh, mainly on uh, the smaller size of the spectrum, uh, size 30 through 36 on men, uh, and almost every size on women. Uh, and I uh, just want to uh, give you some uh, feedback uh, uh, on the ministry for the future. Uh, we have uh, two events every year. Uh, one of the events is being canceled. Chapa Church has been canceled for 2021. Uh, but we still have uh, Golf for Good uh, happening on September uh, 20th of this year at Admiral Baker. So everybody's invited for that. Uh, we will be getting uh, some more information uh, regarding the event. Thank you and God bless. We are following Jesus and we are gathered today to worship God. So let's be called together in worship in these timeless words taken from the third Psalm. O Lord, how many are my foes? Many are rising against me. Many are saying to me, there is no help for you in God. But you, O Lord, are a shield around me, my glory and the one who lifts up my head. I cry aloud to the Lord and he answers me from his holy hill. I lie down and sleep. I wake again for the Lord sustains me. I am not afraid of ten thousands of people who have set themselves against me all around. Deliverance belongs to the Lord. May your blessing be on your people. 
Friends, let's worship the living God. is written about Jesus in scripture, that he would suffer and die on the cross, but that he would also be raised to new life. Because of Christ's sacrificial death and because he lives, we know that we are forgiven from any sin. God invites us to confess our sin and once again be assured of forgiveness. Please join me in prayer as we confess to our Lord. Almighty God, in raising Jesus from the grave, you shattered the power of sin and death. We confess that we remain captive to doubt and fear, bound by the ways that lead to death. We do not do justice or love mercy or walk humbly with you. Forgive us, God of mercy. Help us to trust your power to change our lives and make us new, that we may know the joy of life abundant given in Christ the risen Lord. Amen. Brothers and sisters, hear now these words of assurance. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have eternal life. I declare to you in the name of God's son, Jesus Christ, our sins are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Amen. And may the peace of Christ be with you. Share that peace with those around you and with all that you come in contact with. Amen. So many.
ever stronger, the King of glory, the King above all kings. Who shakes the whole earth with holy thunder? Who leaves us breathless in awe and wonder, the King of glory, the King above all kings. Amazing grace. This is unfailing love that you would take my place, that you would bear my cross. You laid down your life that I would be set I sing for all that you've done for me. Who brings our chaos back into order? Who makes the orphan a son and daughter? The King of glory, the King above all kings. With truth and justice Shines like the sun in all of its brilliance The King of glory, the King above all kings This is amazing grace This is unfailing love That you would take my place that you would bear my cross you laid down your life that i would be set free oh jesus i sing for all that you've done for me
morning, Kids Village, and a happy Sunday. This morning, you can see that I'm here inside one of our classrooms in Kids Village, and this room is normally used for our kinder and first graders when they come to Sunday school. We're not quite ready to be back inside our classrooms just yet, but we're working to get everything organized for you all, so when the time comes, that everything is ready. This morning, we're going to continue talking about your word for this month, which is peace. And if I were to turn around this camera to show you the rest of this room, you would see that there's not a lot of peace going on. This is not a peaceful room. You can see here behind me that we have these cabinets, plastic bins on top of the cabinets. We've got stickies on the wall where something used to be hanging and these hula hoops down here. So everything is a little bit disorganized and there's not a lot of peace. Peace is something that we want to bring into your classrooms, and it's also something that we want to encourage you all to bring into your relationships with your families, with your friends, and into your relationship with God. When we have peace in our relationship with God, that transfers into all the other areas of our life. And so that is our encouragement for you all. When is a moment this week that you can take to have peace with God? Maybe just to have a prayer time with Him and to say, thank you, God, for everything that I have. Thank you, God, for the peace that I have. Or maybe you need to ask him for more peace in your life. When we're connected with God, we see more peace and we feel that peace. So that is our encouragement for you all this morning. We're going to get back to work and keep making sure that things are organized for you all so that everything is set when we're ready to be back inside the classrooms. We'll see you all back here next week. Bye-bye. afraid to lose I feel unqualified for what you're calling me to do but Lord with your strength I've got no excuse it's broken people up exactly who you use so give me faith So I'm gonna trust you and give you everything. I'll be a conqueror, cause you'll fight for me. I'll be a champion, play me your victory. So give me faith like Daniel in the lion's den. Give me hope like Moses in the wilderness. Give me a heart like David. I can face my giants with confidence. I'm gonna sing and shout and shake the walls. Won't stop until I see them fall. I'm gonna stand up, step out when you call. Jesus, Jesus. I'm gonna sing and shout and shake the walls. Won't stop until I see them fall. I'm gonna stand up, step out when you call. Jesus. In the lion's den, give me hope like Moses in the wilderness. Give me a heart like David, Lord, be my defense, so I can face my giants with confidence. Give me faith like Daniel in the lion's 
This is a time in our worship service where we lift up our prayers of thanksgiving and prayers of intercession to the Lord, knowing that in God's love and mercies and grace, we live and move and have our being, knowing that in Jesus Christ, we find our hope and our very life. Let us come to the Lord in prayer. I'll offer a pastoral prayer on our behalf, and then we'll close with the words of the Lord's Prayer. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, in your wisdom, love, and power, you raise your Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, from the empty void of the tomb. With his rising, we rise with him in newness of life, propelled by hope that springs from that first resurrection morning as we continue to live as Easter people in a Good Friday world. Living God, in whose presence we live and move and have our being, summon our attention to your presence among us when the anxieties of life and the effects of sin leave us paralyzed, in despair, or tempted to give up and fall down. Empower us to confront the challenges of life and the power of sin and its effects with resurrection power. The whole world groans as like birth pangs, seeking and praying for an end to this COVID-19 pandemic, to an end to war and violence, to an end to racial injustice, to a cessation of hostilities against our fellow human beings who are all created in your image. Give us hope and courage, living Lord, when we feel overwhelmed with the pressures of what to do and when to do what needs to be done. Guide our steps with wisdom from your spirit so that we do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with you. Incline us to listen, prod us to pray, compel us to wait upon you when we are quick to speak or when we are eager to act. Comfort us in our grieving and mourning. Heal and strengthen those ailing in mind, body, and spirit. Accompany the single parent who now has to manage a household, the older adult who finds her body failing or his mental faculties diminishing the student who is anxious about school or about peer pressure or whether she will be understood or what college or what going to college might mean. Enfold your love upon the worker and supervisor who juggle the demands of the company and projects. Strengthen the couple who seek stronger and deeper bonds of love and to be understood by each other. In a world where division and discord are constant and consistent, where they are pervasive and pernicious. Help us to overcome them with your commandment to love our enemies, to love our neighbor, to love the stranger. Use us as agents of reconciliation to repair the breach, leaning upon you to restore the brokenness that so often defines who we are. Replace that loving God with your image and vision for us. Be thou our vision when we cannot see. Be thou our wisdom when we default to our foolish ways. Be thou our speech, incarnate word, when words fail us or when the words we offer or receive curse rather than bless. Bless with your bounty, your church's witness in every place. Equip worshiping communities and mission partners like New Day Urban Ministry with all the resources needed, but most especially with the gifts of faith, hope, and love. Might it be so with us here at the Village Church. Bless our brother, Pastor Jack, as he shares your word with us. Open our hearts to receive it and enable our wills and minds to be transformed so that we may follow with passion and perseverance the risen Lord Jesus Christ, who taught his disciples to pray using these words. Our Father, who art in heaven, 
hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
Let us begin our time in the scriptures with a prayer for illumination. Please join me in prayer. Holy and gracious God, may your Holy Spirit give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation so that with the eyes of our hearts enlightened, we may know the hope to which Christ has called us, the riches of his glorious inheritance among us, and the greatness of his power for those who believe. Amen. A reading from the letter to the Romans. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Do not lag in zeal. Be ardent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in suffering. Persevere in prayer. Now a reading from the second letter to Timothy. As for me, I am already being poured out as a libation, and the time for my departure has come. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. From now on, there is reserved for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. And a reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that has been set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of the joy that was set before him endured the cross, disregarded its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. The word of the Lord. Today, we are continuing our journey through the 12th chapter of Paul's letter to the Romans, and we're continuing to learn about how it is that followers of Jesus Christ are transformed into learning how to follow him and how to be like him, to live holy and good and even perfect lives. That perfection, of course, is something that we attain only in heaven, but perfection is something toward which we move continually if we are serious about following Jesus and if we truly receive the power that he offers us as the resurrected Lord. And so today I want to focus on a couple of words taken from the two verses on which we are focusing, verses 11 and 12. In those verses, Paul reminds us that we are to be filled with passion, 
that we are to be filled with the strength and joy of living in God as we persevere in learning about him. Paul literally uses words like zeal, words like ardent. Paul wants us to be filled with hope and patience and, yes, to persevere. In another letter that Paul wrote to his protege, Timothy, he reminded Timothy that at the end of his life that Paul had fought the good fight. He had finished the race. He had kept the faith. Paul knew what it meant to live with years and years of discipleship to Jesus and to struggle sometimes, to be challenged many times, and yet to keep on going. In the letter to the Hebrews, we are reminded that we are to run with perseverance the race that is set before us, just as Jesus ran that race, just as Jesus endured the cross and endured the shame of living and dying the death that he died, also that he could attain the glory of being with God. And so we see that it's one of the fundamental dynamics of Christian life that we are called to be patient, to be strong, and to persevere, to keep on going. Now, I want us to think together about what that actually means. How do you and I attain this spiritual wisdom? How do you and I begin to live in this way so that we too can discover the transformation that God offers to us? Well, let's note this thing first, that anything worth doing takes passion and perseverance. Think about everything in life. Most good things in life do not come because of a momentary decision or one single thing that we do, but the big things in life are accomplished over time with great effort. The old saying goes that Rome was not built in a day. I don't know if that saying was popular in Paul's day as he was writing to the Romans, but we know what it means. It takes a long time and a lot of work to do something worth doing. And that's true in Christian life as well. And so we should not be discouraged when sometimes we fail, when sometimes we have setbacks, when we continue to learn, because that's the way Christian life is. As I was thinking about this message several months ago, we were celebrating the fact that a little spaceship was landing on Mars. It took that spaceship seven months to get to Mars, a long time, going really, really fast. That little spaceship is now on Mars, taking pictures and roving around the surface, helping us learn about how we will someday perhaps be able to visit ourselves. And of course, you remember the name of that ship. It's called the Perseverance. Why? because perseverance is important in anything worthwhile that we do. Following Jesus is not something that happens just because of one single decision one day. Yes, we have to start, and that is one decision, but then every day, sometimes many times a day, we have to make the decision to follow and to learn and to grow. And so that's the first thing I want us to note about passion and perseverance in Christian life. 
Now, a second thing that I want to note, that what we are doing as we follow Jesus is that we are being transformed into people who live life as Jesus lived it. We're doing so not so that we can say one day to everybody, look at me, I'm perfect, I'm wonderful. No, we're doing that because we want to learn how to love the world in the same way that Jesus loved it. We want to learn how to be positive blessings to the world. That's a worthwhile goal that takes some time to learn and to develop. And so let's remember that we can continue to be passionate about our faith. We can continue to persevere even when the going gets tough because it's a worthwhile goal. Let's talk about passion for just a moment. Paul says in our English translations of his words that we are to be filled with zeal. We are to be ardent in our faith. I'm calling that passion. What is passion? We use that word to describe many things. Often we talk about being passionately in love. Well, passion simply means that we have completely abandoned ourselves to something else. That passion is important when it comes to following Jesus. We want to be passionate about our discipleship, about our learning, about our growth, about learning from Jesus who we can be. One of the blogs that I follow by a guy named Kerry Newhoff a few weeks ago quoted John Wesley. John Wesley was talking about what it means to follow Jesus. And he said, you know, when we follow Jesus, we should light ourselves on fire with passion. And then people will come for miles around to watch us burn. And that's the way it is. We want to burn with the love of Jesus Christ for the world because the world badly needs it. And so we seek to be filled with passion. Let me ask you this question. If you cannot fall in love with the idea, with the possibility, with the reality of becoming a better person, become a person who truly loves, who truly contributes to the life of the world, who truly experiences God's power in your life, then what can you be passionate about? Passion is an important thing in Christian life. Now that passion, of course, comes and goes. We don't always feel passionate. We don't always feel like we're in love with Jesus or with anyone else for that matter. And that's why we have to talk about the fourth thing that I want to note. That's why we have to talk about perseverance. What do you and I do when the feeling of passion runs out, but the conviction remains? Following Jesus is, is something that God gives to us as a gift of faith, but then also something that we decide to do every day, even when we don't feel like it. Perseverance means that we keep going, that we never give up. Transformation takes time. Perfection presumes patience. It is said that Thomas Edison, the great inventor, failed hundreds of times before he finally succeeded that one time in making a light bulb. Perseverance is important in any important 
undertaking, if you will, in life. And it's no less important than in the life of following Jesus Christ. And so we hold passion and perseverance together in following Jesus. We do that because of the promise that is set before us. As he wrote to Timothy, Paul said that I will one day attain the crown of righteousness. It's a gift from God, but a gift that God gives to us when we hold tight to that promise. That's why we're passionate. That's why we persevere, is because we're looking forward to that crown of righteousness. In the letter to the Hebrews, the goal that was set before Jesus was that he one day would be seated with God. And isn't that a worthy goal for our lives, to be with God, to have God continually present with us? That's the most important blessing that we can ever hope to have, a blessing that God offers, a blessing that we receive as we passionately persevere in our faith. Why do we want to follow God? Well, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago on Easter. We want to follow God and live the way Jesus lived in this world because we are participating with Jesus in overcoming evil with good. That's our goal. And as we keep that goal in our minds, we can keep those fires of passion burning and we can persevere through all the trials and tribulations and challenges of life. Again, my friend Kerry Newhoff says that possibilities should excite us more than the problems that weigh us down. Those are the things that keep me going, are the, the visions, the ideas, the dreams of making the world a better place, making my life and your life a better place. That's important for us to keep in mind, to keep in the vision ahead of us as we follow Jesus Christ. Sometimes people think that we follow Jesus only so that when we die, we'll get to heaven. And yes, that's part of it. But also part of it is living with Jesus now so that we can experience his blessings and his love in our lives. Now, I want to tell you a little bit more about this mountain and why I wanted to speak to you today from this particular place. The peak of this mountain is 7,287 feet above sea level. And the valley that's just below me, a couple of hundred feet, is at 4,600 feet. That's about 2,400 feet in difference in elevation. Once a year, people are allowed to climb up the mountain, and it's a very, very difficult climb. It's a long way with very little oxygen, and it's steep. But there might actually be something even more difficult than climbing up the mountain, and that's coming down, particularly in the way that I want to tell you about. Every year since 1960, the local golf course at the New Mexico Institute of Mining and Technology sponsors a golf shoot. It's called the El Fego Baca Golf Shoot. Right there, you have a clue as to why I want to tell you about this mountain. Well, there's an M on top of the mountain, which stands for the School of 
minds. It reminds people that we have a little college here. We joke that the M is there to remind people from the east that it's a mountain. That's another story. But back to the El Fago Baca golf shoot. El Fago Baca lived in the late 1800s and early 1900s, and he became famous for one incident in his life. It was in 1884, and he was further west of Socorro here, and he had to arrest a cowboy from Texas who had allegedly murdered someone. Well, about 40 or 50 of that cowboy's friends surrounded El Fago Baca and his prisoner in a small cabin, and for several days, El Fago held them off with his only gun. There were thousands of shots fired into that cabin, but eventually the cowboys gave up and El Fago delivered his prisoner to safety. And because of that single act of bravery, he was considered to be one of the toughest guys that ever lived. One really bad dude. Well, in 1960, to honor El Fago Baca and to start the Socorro Open Golf Tournament, they decided to have a one-hole golf competition. People would tee off from the top of M Mountain, and then they would come all the way down to the golf course, 2,400 feet below, three miles away. Every competitor is given 10 golf balls that are specially marked. If you lose all 10 balls, you're disqualified. But people actually do make it down. You're allowed to have three spotters who go ahead of you and you tee off down the mountain and then the ball goes for miles and miles and miles and hopefully your spotters find the ball and eventually you come to that place where they have marked a 50 foot wide circle as the hole. And if you get your ball into that hole, then you have finished the El Fago Baca golf shoot. It's considered the toughest hole in golf in New Mexico. It's tough not only because it's hard to find your golf ball, but because you have to contend with the snakes and the scorpions and the cactus and the lack of elevation and the sun beating down on you as it's beating down on me now and the wind blowing on you as it's blowing on me now. A local reporter followed the El Fago Baca players one year and his crew suffered a broken ankle and a sprained wrist and severe sunburn and dehydration as they came down. That's what it's like to come down that mountain trying to hit a golf ball. Well, those who finish typically finish in about 20 strokes. And my friend Mike Stanley has finished many, many times. In fact, he holds the record. He has won the El Fago golf shoot 20 times, excuse me, 18 times. Now think about that. 18 times, that's as many times as Jack Nicholas has won a major golf tournament. Mike Stanley's record is nine strokes. Yes, friends, three miles, 2,400 foot elevation drop and an average 16% decline in nine strokes. That's an average of 586 yards every shot. Well, let me ask you this question. What defines and describes passion and perseverance for you? What inspires you to keep going? 
Maybe there are mountaintops that you're climbing in your life right now that require your passion and perseverance, and you need to ask the Lord to help you out. Or maybe you're coming down a mountain trying to get into the, the fertile and beautiful valley below, maybe trying to win a simple golf tournament. It doesn't make any difference. And of course, life is not, not about golf, although some people believe that. Life is about learning to follow Jesus Christ. Life is about learning to become more humble, more oriented towards the life of the community, more servant-oriented. Life is about learning about Jesus. Life is about serving other people. Life is about becoming a contributor to the good of everyone, because that's what Jesus did, and that's what we're called to do as well. Well, friends, I'm in love with the idea of becoming more like Jesus, because that's the one goal in life that helps us to get to where we truly want to be, into the heart of God. Let me encourage you in your life today to ask Jesus to come into your heart, or if you've already asked, to, to ask him to be with you today. And then open yourselves to learning his way in the world. Ask God to give you that passion. Ask God to give you the ability to persevere. He will do that. And as you do that, you will experience God's blessing and then you'll be a blessing for other people now and always. Amen. Let us respond to the word proclaimed and read through the sacred words of Romans chapter 5. In one voice and in one heart, let us affirm our faith together. Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand. And we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And not only that, but we also boast in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not disappoint us, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us.
121st Psalm says, I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Indeed, the God who made that mountain behind me and all the mountains that there are, the ones here on earth and the ones on Mars and everywhere else. That God is present and alive with you today in the living power of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. So ask Jesus to give you his power today. Learn his wisdom, learn his truth, and then walk with him as you continue to be passionate and as you continue to persevere in your life of being transformed into the image and not conform to the ways of this world, but conform to the ways of Jesus, blessing the world with God's love. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and bring you his peace today and always. Amen. Thank you.